Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all of these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sunny. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Caleb. Hello. And the very esteemed one and only Mr. Kelly Effect, King of Games. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? You know, it's it's early, but we're here, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I like to wake up early because, you know, if, if you start your day wrong in the beginning of the day, then you don't let it ruin the rest of your day, right? Absolutely. I, I see that. Mm-hmm. I definitely get that. We're just very used to recording at 10 p.m. instead of 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, guys. Hey, I'm on that old people time. By the time 8 o'clock hits, I'm snooze, guys. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I I just, man, that this time of year for me is rough because of work. But you know what? We're here. We've made it. And there's doing a, a giant Christmas festival in our hometown, so this yeah. gives us a great chance to avoid it. So it's great. That's dope. <laughs> so, of course, we want to start every episode the same. We thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So a huge thank you to Gem Accessories. There is a link with the discount code down below. Of course, ETB Games. And always, we want to thank Millennium Threads. Another, also a link with a discount code for them down below. And TCG Player and Dragon Shield, you can click our affiliate links for both of those down below before you shop to support the podcast at nothing extra. And 
Now, Callie, let me ask you. Have you ever listened to the podcast? <coughs> it, you, it's okay. You can say no if you haven't or if you're not a regular listener. I get it. But I'm curious because if you, if you know what's about to come up. No, I, I have no idea what's about to come up. <laughs> so we thank all of our patrons at the beginning of every episode. And some of the names, well, let's just say they took inspiration from the progression series. Um, so <laughs> some of the names are interesting, and I'm, I'm very excited to get your reaction to some of these. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were in Farfa Subathon, and his reaction to some of them was priceless. So I, this is my favorite part is getting people's reactions. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Dragon Maid Stunzied, which is very different if you spell it backwards. <laughs> Kane Martin, <laughs> Zyphorus, Yeet the Feet. Yo, what is up with these long names? Well, Zyphorus and Yeet the Feet aren't that long, but Blackwing, Silverwing, the Ascendant is the best floodgate. It's different. Earth Machine, best deck. Epi, has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? The answer is no. Nobody's actually read that card. 8GH Cyber, I am McLincoln. Look, can we just admit NNN is a floodgate at this point? We're out of November. You can't say that anymore. It's, yeah. You need a new name, bud. Uh, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, quitting the game as a floodgate. There's going to be a lot of floodgate ones. I'm sorry. That's a big debate on whether or not Opelousa is a floodgate. I say it's not. People, some people say it is. It's a debate. Sprite Farter, the Top Cut podcast is proudly sponsored by Tier Limit Zero. Used to be Mystic Mind. Mystic Mind got banned. Unbanned number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World. Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. AD, Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Cyberdank, Puffer Dragon. (laughs) Don't listen to the guy who hates Rogue decks. He's just salty he got clapped by Rika. That's a new one. That's a new one. Oh, my God. Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Fur Hire Dog Turd, Herio's Pebble Cereal, Jerry Beans Man, Cam the Disciple of Caleb's Waifu Philosophy, King Henry, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Ray Powell, Sky Striker Maneuver Dab, which I dab every time to, and slaking it up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And if you want your name read out at the beginning of the episode, within reason, please, um, just go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. It's as cheap as $1 a month. And it supports us by getting us new things like these microphone arms that we are very excited to have. All right. So. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was really funny. I don't don't watch uh, the series that you were talking about, but the the names are still ridiculously funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to. Did any of those names stick out to you? I'm curious. Um, in in in. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Is a yeah, I, I, yeah. I felt that as soon as I realized that labyrinth was the best deck in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Earth Machine best deck. Let's go. Obviously that that one was it. Um, yeah. The floodgate ones were pretty funny. Uh, th- those are. Th- I think there there were some really really clever names in there. Yeah. My 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 personal favorite has been Dragon Maidenless Behavior for a while yeah. now. Of course, that was done right as the whole Maidenless Behavior thing was like a big meme. But yeah, and like no maidens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, one of them, I, when the first, I think that was the one that you said first, right? Uh, the very first one I said, uh, Dragon Maid Stunzied. Oh, okay. I, you know, I thought it was more to it. I was like, God, how many characters can you fit on that name, dog? Like- oh, no, there's like 40 <laughs> different names. 
Oh, all right, cool. Like yeah, for like the first, I guess three or four names, I thought that was all one name. I was. Like, oh no 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 yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I kind of try to roll through them so it doesn't take the entire podcast intro, but God, That's so, they're so funny. They're so funny. All right. Yeah. So for those that did not read the title of today's episode or look at the thumbnail of today's video, we're doing some rankings. So as you've seen a bunch of other people do <coughs> after we came up with the idea um, that we're going to be ranking and well, not not like a tier list, but more we're just doing a grade for every set released so far this year. It's time for Konami to get the report card. Pretty much. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. I, Caleb just came up with that. He didn't, he, we didn't talk about that before. He nope. just came up with that on the fly. I like that. Yep. That was yep. good. Are we, are we going to get like a, a, an overall grade at the end of the year? Like for them? We are now. <laughs> Sounds like, like a good idea Let's to me. Go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's start off with, <laughs> honestly, we're going to kick things off with a bang. Uh, the first set that released this year was the Grand Creators. Best set of all time. It, it's up there. One of them, I mean, what's not to like about, well, first off, you have the Punk archetype. Sure. Which, it, which just, not even the effects, just the card design for, the, for, for Punk. Super cool. Yeah, for sure. And then you have nuns yeah. with weaponry. What's not to like about nuns with various weapons? Wait, they're nuns. They're nuns. The yeah. exo sisters. Yeah. yeah, they're not. They're not stepsisters. Hold on. <laughs> wait. Wait. Don't tally effect. Wait. What lore video were you watching? What? Bro, yeah, the dryer. <laughs> There's one right there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. No. What? No. What are we doing? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Huh. And then I'm he not going to talk about. I'm like, oh, I forget that they're nuns. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's where the sister from Exo Sister comes from. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> that's I thought so Konami was funny. finally giving us what we know. You know, Sweet Home Alabama in a set. No, no, no. They're they're not giving us a stepladder card yet. Ah, oh, no. that, that's unfortunate. But then the last uh, cards that came in there were the adventure cards, which were really competitive at one point in time. Um, still pretty good, and like you know, they're they're making a scene in Masterful. Crazy that you had to say at one point in time with that. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. power creepers thing. <laughs> yeah, we did an entire episode on it. Go check out our last episode, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but walking back on my comments, um. I, I don't think that it's the best set of all time, <laughs> but I do think Grand Creators is one of the best deck build sets that they've ever given us. I can't think of too many other deck build sets other than the, I guess, the Ad Emancipator Outledge Secret Slayer set, I believe, Yeah. Um, that had three competitive decks because Rika matured very late. Um, yeah, this one is. gave us three decks out of the gate. Um Well, not out of the gate, but three decks that all have been competitive throughout the year that it was released. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. All three of these decks have won a YCS in some form or another. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't even notice that. That's crazy. YCS Charlotte was Adventure Prank Kids. And then YCS Niagara Falls was the... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, it was Exosister. Exosister, huh? yeah. yeah. Exostepsisters, yeah. And surely Punk... I said that prematurely. Did Punk win a YCS? Uh, Punk had a really good showing. I know that. I'm I know it had sure a lot of winning. top, yeah, it had a ton of top eights and stuff. Yeah, as like punk synchro pile. Yeah, and even the punk danger deck. 
Yeah. Like yeah. the Punk Danger Tier Limit deck. That deck was crazy too. PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk's uh, uh, Punk Tier, tier Limit Sprite Danger. Yeah, Sprite yeah. Danger. Yeah. You're crazy. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Was there a YCS? No, it it won uh it won the it won nationals in yes. uh, in Oceanic. That, that's what it was. It okay. won the Oceanic Nationals. So so yeah, like all of them did extremely well. Uh, especially you know for a set coming out at the beginning of the year, it was like a catalyst to the first half of the format. And I think that all three strategies still have their place in Yu Gi Oh right now. Like it's not like they just were a flash in a pan and just died away. You know what I mean? They were. They're still fairly successful in the local and possibly even regional scene. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. I think that this set, like, I wasn't exaggerating when I said the year started off with a bang. The Grand Creators is one of the most impactful sets of this year. It's of the about 19-ish, I think it's 19 sets that we're going to review. Yeah, Give or take a set. It's got to be top three to five at least. Easily. Yeah. I'll give it that easy. I think that it's it's definitely up there. Also, like the reprints, the rarity upgrades. Uh, Solemn Strike is a rare, and also a collector's rare. Uh, Torrential Tribute is a collector's rare. Like those are those are some well needed uh, rarity upgrades in the collector's form. Because I'm personally, yes. I like the collector's rare. Even Emergency Teleport is a collector's rare, giving you an alternative high rarity to the ulti, which was like insane. Yeah, and then giving us a rare reprint for the budget players. I think it was it was just. It yeah, it was it was perfect. That's my favorite part about these deck builder sets, and we'll talk about that again later with Tactical Masters. Is it's not just the high rarity collector rare that you get, but also that extra low rarity rare printing for so many of these cards. That is, it, it's really critical. I a lot of people tend to not really like the deck builder sets that much, unless it's a crazy one like this. I love them. I love the way they're structured. I don't necessarily love rares as a rarity. They're my least favorite rarity. But overall, what it does for the community is huge. Listen, listen. Whoever whoever was doing the reprints for this set, they ate their Wheaties that morning. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm one of the few people on Earth that ever enjoyed the Insector Dino Rabbit wind-up format, like looking back on it. I think it was kind of a cool triangle format. And mm -hmm. to have all the Insector cards in here, even though they're still not that great, was very cool, I think, personally. Oh, man, I forgot. That was a big miss. Remember, we, was good, we, we got to create a card, right? And yeah, yeah. Zek the card everybody wanted was Insectors. But you would think that it would have made it, like, Tier 2-esque or something, right? It, that didn't happen. I was pretty disappointed in that. The funny um, thing is... If this card had released closer to when Insector won the won the creator card, it actually mm -hmm. would have been playable. Yeah. But you releasing so? Yeah, so in the Insector B Trooper deck is actually kind of insane. Hmm. The issue is that it released at the same moment as incredible power creep. So Basically, mm. from Burst of Destiny to Grand Creators, you have two huge jumps in power level in the game. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, so a deck like... The second that Burst of Destiny released in November of last year, you can point right then and there as all of 2021 being unplayable. So Tri-Brigade, Drytron, Virtual World, these were decks that were huge strategies last year. They got a lot weaker. Yeah, they were basically mm. almost nearly unplayable 
come Barca Destiny. So a deck like B Trooper, which got second place at a remote dual YCS in Europe, that deck with this card would have been crazy because Ze the Zektrike card is an insane card, just mm -hmm. not in the context of Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators. Yeah. So I, I think if we get that card six or eight months earlier, I I legitimately think that, that that card could have seen competitive play. The issue, though, is that it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So we'll never know. Yeah. Unless, like, yeah. somebody uh, creates a format to where you're only allowed to use those cards, but then you can also use that one card to see how it would have... Uh, potentially, yeah. I mean, some kind of mm -hmm. limited series. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a beef with, with the the deck build sets. Um, it's not necessarily the cards that are in it. Is that when you, you pay, what, uh, anywhere between 60 to $80 for a box and you get three ultra rares? And the ultra rares are the, like, you know, they're, they're the go-to cards. Like, I think that that's really, really bad for, like, three ultra rares for an entire box that you paid X amount of money for. Um, a lot of times people are playing MSRP, you know, they're not uh, fortunate enough to, to buy a case, which, you know, makes it a little bit cheaper. I think that that's really trash and um, opening a case of it doesn't ever feel really good because unless you get lucky and pull nothing but collector's rares, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. You're, it, it's like you get maybe one or two. It's like, I think that that needs to be fixed. But overall, those deck build sets, like they're they're really good. I think that if Konami would were to change the ratios in the deck builder sets, because mm -hmm. so much of the car, so many of, now this particular one aged very well as far as value is concerned because of the adventure and the punk cards yeah. and the Exo Sister cards. But the vast majority of these deck builder sets do not age well in value. So when you look at the ratios of a box, like you said, three ultras and nothing higher than that guaranteed is pretty rough. I, for me personally. I like more what the legendary duelist ones do where you get like five to six ultras per box. And I think even if they guaranteed a collector rare, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I think that would be perfect. But um, if you, if we remember the deck build sets are pretty much like hidden arsenal back in the day and hidden arsenal, yeah. you get four super rares yeah. and, and a, and a secret, right? Like almost right. off bat off rip. I think they should probably even double what you said, maybe 12 ultra rares a box. Um, yeah. And have this set be a legitimate set. Don't do not do a half measure, right? Like, don't give us budget cards and then give us halfway budget cards. Do a full measure. Give us Make it an legitimate budget set that can help the budget community as well as introduce some really cool archetypes that'll be uh, playable throughout the year. Sure. I personally would be comfortable giving this set an A. I don't think it's quite an A plus because yeah. of that value distribution, but I think it is an A. Mm, I, I would give it go ahead go ahead go ahead well well i was gonna say well my issue with the distribution is i i completely agree with the distribution issue but i'm a little more pessimistic about it so i'd give it an a minus okay personally i'm i'm torn because obviously the, it's the distribution problem right but like right overall this, this is probably i can't think of a better deck build set like off the top of my head secret slayers does come out um the sky striker one but that's because sky strikers have been like so competitive for so long i right. think that this is still like card wise the best deck build set so i i'm forced to give it an a plus just for it being one of the most impactful decks um and having exo stepsisters in there because i am not co-signing to the ming nuns yeah i respect that definitely <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, well, let's move on to the next set here. We have Battle of Chaos. So Battle of Chaos had the Libromancers. It had a bunch of Dark Magician support and even some Blue Eyes support. Uh, a lot of Ice Jade cards, Dynamorphia, the DDs cards that propelled DDs to playability, including a couple of top eight finishes at YCSs. And that's it. That's the set. I I think I think it had a little bit more. I think you're short selling uh Battle of Chaos right here. It is this set it on surface it seemed fairly eh, but overall I think that it was it's secretly good. It gave us Fluendaris Advent in the Adventure, um Dark the Dark Charmer, Guardian Chimera, Illusion of Chaos was terribly powerful, not just for Dark Magician, for you know True. the adventure decks. It sure. it it is a really really good set with still some hidden gems. Like looking at this set, there's still some some really good cards that are yet to be unearthed. Uh, so sure, far. you can even point out Sword Soul Sinister Sovereign Kijing Longyan. <sighs> yeah, that that changed the Sword Soul game, baby. That was that was zombie a game vampire. breaker for us. Yeah, zombie vampires here too. Oh yeah, I mean overall, I think that this is one of those sets um, that wasn't extremely powerful like it had a couple of extremely powerful cards um no extremely over-the-top archetypes i think it was a fairly balanced set and gave us some cards that players are going to look back and be like dang that card was from this set it's really really good you know what i mean kind of yeah. like what we normally get from a chaos set um thinking back to invasion of chaos we got some really really powerful cards that like we look back and we're like yo that that card came from there like that's kind of ridiculous right I just realized that Guardian Chimera was also in here. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's low key. This is a really good set. I, I like to point out some more Bird of Perfection is one of those cards that like really really sleeper. Not a lot of people like pay attention to because I mean obviously right now is not its time. But soon enough, I I feel that players are going to be looking at cards like uh, the Samorg and be like, yo, this card's actually pretty dope for X deck that came out in the future, and it actually is going to be a really good card. Right. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think, though, that with only a handful of notable competitive playables, I, I don't know. This set doesn't know, man. quite jump out to me. Quite like I'm other still ones. looking at it. Yeah, like uh, Onubamaru, the Soul Sweeper, that's actually yeah. really competitive right now. And, you know, that's a card we just all overlooked, right? Yeah. I mean, time. yeah. Like, everybody's still playing Dark the Dark Charmer. Um, and again, I'm I'm not trying to maybe I'm hyping it a little bit too much. Maybe there's a balance between both of us, but like I don't know, man. It's it's without this set, I think a lot of decks would be a lot worse. Like not even competitive some of them. Like Fluenderese, I don't think it'd be a deck without this set. I mean, this card even has a has a this this set even has a card in it for the um the deck we were just talking about earlier, B Trooper. Mm -hmm. Dragonbite. Dragonbite's a really good card. Yeah. I mean, and what what else would we do without the dictator of D guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the best card of the set, guys. It's all it's awesome. We never would have gotten the amazing uh, liberal mancer uh, MBT deck profile if this yep. set hadn't come out. You know, and that deck was fire. That deck was actually absolute fire. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a world beater, but this set it, it got it got some. Uh, it's probably like the floor of what a Yu-Gi-Oh set should be, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and we are going to have worse later. So yeah, I'll give this a one a, a B minus for myself. You've convinced me. I was at a C. I'll yeah. give it a B minus. Uh, I, I think it a, it's a solid. What's up? I'll say, I'm, I'm going to give it a very solid B just because I really like Libermancers. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it a super solid B. Again, there are some cards that I feel that we're going to look back and be like, yo, sales ban. Um, the some more card I just talked about. Uh, maybe some of even the Dinomorphia cards make their way into the competitive scene. And we're going to be like, yo, this set's really, really good. I am just gonna say my best the best thing that came out of this set for me was I pulled the Dark Magician Chase card. It was great. Yeah. I did too. It was it was really, really fun. I was upset that I didn't pull a Starlight Rare and then this card came out. I was like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I I opened a, a single box of that set and I pulled it and I was like, I'm good. I'm jealous. I had to open the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I, the last pack in like the that. last box. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have OTS Tournament Pack 18. So this, I'll just run through the list real quick because this one's short. Uh, your ulties are Ecclesia, Dark, Dogmatica, Ecclesia the Virtuous, Divine Arsenal, A. Zeus, and Fusion Destiny. Your supers are Destiny Hero Dasher, Baby Sarasaurus, Kagamucha Knight, Contact C, Token Collector, Quagar Hercules, the Phantom Knights of Breaksword, and Zector, Picofalena, and Monk of the Tenyi. And your commons are... Manjo of the Ten Thousand Hands, Tangrosnir of the Nordic Beast, Diverg of Nordic Alfar, the Phantom Knights of Silent Boots, Destiny Hero Celestial, Vampire Familiar, Vampire Retainer, Incantation Talismandra, Incantation Pensabloom, Ghostric Angel of Mystic, uh, Gulvig of the Nordic Ascendant, Dark Magic Circle, and Ghostric Break. Okay, I think this is a solid one. It's not the worst, right? No. I'm not gonna lie. This this set's not getting anything less than an A for me. But that's personal bias. That's like oozing with bias. Yeah, I think as an OTS set, this was like fine at the time. Like looking back on it, you wouldn't look at this and say that it's crazy. Yeah. But the the baby Sarasaurus super getting its first hollow ever is mm -hmm. awesome. That's super cool. That, that's that's the reason why I'm like, this can't get less than an A for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bi just bias dictates. I'm going to throw away all the way logic. Bro, we could have got... Some of the worst ulties in here. It's getting an A. You know, Baby Sarasaurus, Monk of the Tingi, Dogmatica Ecclesia. I, I can't. I just can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh, no, no, no. I I've played Dino. I understand. <laughs> Same. Dino is <laughs> my first competitive coming back to Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Yeah. So you guys know what it's like to play super ba or common Baby Sarasaurus and just oh, look yep. at it like, ah. Oh, and then oh, have that no. super come out. Ooh. Oh, it's nice. Um, yeah. That they didn't have some, I mean, Divine Arsenal Double A Zeus is no slouch uh, as a ultimate rare. It's really good. It's not a super expensive card, but that's because it's really undervalued, not because yeah. it's bad. Mm -hmm. um, Ecclesia also just undervalued because they already have Starlights. So yeah, but and then and, Fusion Destiny at the time was a great reprint. Same with Dasher and Celestial Token yep. Collector. This came out at the height of Sword Soul. Yeah, Token Collector was huge. Quagar Hercules first reprint in 20 years. Orgelio. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is Monk of the Tenny Super. As a Sword Soul player, that's this was amazing. Yeah. I like if you were a Sword Soul Dino player that also had a Dest fusion destiny engine and loved Dogmaticas, this was I mean <laughs> yeah, you exactly. just explain my life. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. love B Trooper too? You, you just explain my life. That's why you just I just can't win. get less than an A. <laughs> I'll give it a B personally, because I think the commons are lackluster, but I understand your love. I'm going to give it an A because the baby Sarasaurus. That's fair. I completely I, I, agree. I, you know what? I can't even blame you. The comments are lackluster. The comments are like, what are we doing here? But 
it's literally it more a than makes up and for nothing it. else. Yeah. Yeah. I think the super rares more than make up for it. All right. Next we have hidden arsenal chapter one. So uh, hidden arsenal chapter one is mostly bad. It's not bad enough for an F, but it, it's, it's not great either. It's pretty bad. <laughs> there are by my count about five or six playable cards in this 178 card set. And there are a few and far between. Yo, imagine, imagine you, you go, you take a test, right? It's a spelling test. So you got to spell these words and you sure. get five out of 178. <laughs> what, what, what letter grade do you think that? Is? No, you're right. You're right. The counterpoint is that in context. So just flipping through here, Lava Golem is a really good reprint here. Lava That's Golem. Fair. Even this printing of Lava Golem is like six or seven dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like Armory Arm in her. Yeah, Armory Arm was amazing, especially considering it was the unerratic version of Armory Arm. Oh, amazing! Mm -hmm. Cyber Dragon, Stratos, Car Trooper, Red MD, all good retro reprints. Goyo Guardian, same thing, a good retro reprint. It's just that ugh, that horrible errata. Listen, listen. <laughs> the Mist, the Mist Valley Apex Avian was a good reprint, but it was way too late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, polymerization MST. I mean, there's a lot of good like retro stuff. Skill Drain is the you're best reprint. The Skill Drain is yeah, the best reprint wrong. here, bar none. Flamvel Magician. Those Notoria, those yeah. Notoria reprints were actually uh, pretty good when the Notoria deck started booming. Uh, yeah, last those month. came up. Brio Trishula. I mean, it's got everything in here for. You know what? I mean, Card Trooper. That's that's not that bad. I mean, look for competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. Pretty bad. Yeah, but like for like us boomers in Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, like this is this is some good Yu-Gi boomer reprints. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even when you look at it, like objectively from a value standpoint, even cards like Naturia Cherries and Bamboo Shoot, mm -hmm. Cherries and Bamboo Shoot were like twenty dollar cards. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know. You know I, I give it a C. Minus. I can't give it an F. You're right about that. I'll give you that. I can't give it an F. Yeah, I'll give it a D plus. I'll give it a D plus. Well, I was going to give it a D minus. You know, I'm a, I'm a because then it had Ally Adjusted Psycho Root or Dual Terminal, and you know how that's a really nice card. I do like that they brought back the Dual Terminal technology, though I don't think that this version of the Dual Terminal technology is as good as the last one. I'm going to go ahead and stick with D. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to give it a D plus. And Caleb, I think you said you're at a D minus. Yep. Yeah. It and did and just enough to, to not go make all of these angry. cards. What's up? I said it did just enough to not truly make people angry. Yeah. And I, I don't think nobody wants to go through this many cards to find what they want. Like, through yeah. pack opening. But you could just go buy singles. Actually, I'm going I'm to switch mine from a D plus to a D minus. Because I'm going to be honest here. I just thought about the distribution structure of this. Yeah. It was like, what was it? 15 or $20 for a box that had like 30 cards in it. Or 40 cards in it. <laughs> and you got dice secret, though, right? And yeah, dice? I guess you did get dice, but yeah. still, it's just not a good <laughs> value proposition. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Yeah, next this we have... the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, next we have the Structurek Albash Strike. Oh. This is I mean... this is a big one. So, Albash Strike came with reprints that I didn't even realize were reprints because the structure deck is just that good. Like, uh... I know you normally give the synopsis, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But it had 
Starleach Seifert, uh, if I remember yeah. correctly. Ghost yep. Ogre and Ghost Ghost Bell in Haunted Mansion. Uh, uh I think it was Ghost Ogre. Ghost, yeah, it was Ghost Ogre. Oh, it was Ghost Ogre and Snow Rabbit? Okay, that yeah. was still pretty big at the time. It had Artifact Scythe. Um, Effect Veiler. Effect Veiler. Like, the reprints. Yeah, and the reprints are great. They're yeah. subtle. That's the crazy thing. Like, this yeah. structure deck is so good that I can't remember the reprints, but I can Pot tell you Branded Fusion and Mirror Jade. Oh, yeah. See? See? That's Just, like, really one. good yep. reprints, but they get overshadowed by the awesome cards in here. Yeah. Like, it, it really wasn't a bad deck, even from a reprint standpoint, but even the original mm -hmm. strategy contained within the deck is crazy. Even cards that didn't necessarily get heralded on their release, like Tri-Brigade McCurrier. It's a great mm -hmm. card, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then you add in, obviously, all the fusions and everything like that. Branded fusion is insane. Even yep. cards like Gold Sarcophagus go with the strategy. Dark Ruler No More was reprinted here as a common. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. See, again, we're, we're just unearthing the reprints. Like, yeah, as yeah. we're talking about the structure deck. Like, yeah, this, this that's deck is crazy. crazy. And then you get into the fusions, and you have Mirror Jade, Lubellion, Titanoclad, Brigand, Sprint, Albion. Uh, Give it an A for Albion me. was actually like a ridiculously solid reprint. Because if you remember, we only had it as an ultra rare, and the ultra rare was like $20 at the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so, like, also, they, also, don't forget about the token lore cards. Yeah, those are cool. Oh, yeah, those were nice. Those were very nice. Those were very, very nice. I, I think this is, um, there's a Solomon Great Structure Deck that comes to mind. There's the Dino Structure Deck for obvious reasons. There's the Rocket Revolt Structure Deck. Those are, it's up there with some of those structure decks, if not, you know, the better one of all of those I just mentioned. Yeah, it's, I, I love this deck. It's an A for me. I can't yep. give it an A plus because it doesn't have Ash Blossom, but I'll give it an A. Uh, <laughs> a. <laughs> Same reason. Ironically, uh, it gets saved. Like a structure deck that we're going to talk about later gets saved because of Ash Blossom, but I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think it's just I respect I think it's way too good. It got way yeah. too many players into Yu-Gi-Oh, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. The, the, the impact that it had on the game is not just measured by tops for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think Ash Blossom should be in every single structure deck a la MST in 2008. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't have any disagreements here. <laughs> it's not going to impact the value of my secret rares badly enough for me to care. Give it to everybody. Give it to everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know what? I would have the same thing. I feel like we should, we should have that lightning storm for like heavy storm. Yeah. Triple tactics talent for like monster reborn. Let's take it a little further. Yeah. Let's put those in every structure deck. Every yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot agree more. Forbidden droplet instead of effect veiler. I mean, come on, give it, it to me, bro. Yes. Do it in every structure deck. Like how you did us back in 2008, like re pay homage to us by giving us those same cards over and over again. I don't I even think swear, like I collectors swear. will care. Konami listens to this podcast. I'm telling you dog. They do because I keep calling for things to happen and they keep happening. Gate Guardian support, Revive King Hot Death reprint for Edison format. I'm telling you that the things Wait. keep happening. Wait, you you want a Gate Guardian support? <laughs> I'm the king of Gate Guardian support. I it's my that was favorite. So random. It's my favorite monster of all time. That is the most random support you could ever ask for. Like, 
and then and we get. got it. <laughs> and then we you got, got it. it. You got it. Okay. So hey, Konami, you, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, give us those staples in every structure deck from here on out. And I don't think you can do any wrong. I really don't. I, I don't think you can if you do that. Year Even in, cards year like out. Solemn Judgment and Solemn Strike, like throw them in there, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give Just it, give, give us those cards. Yeah. Like I mean, you don't even. And, and make more structure decks. Give us like four structure decks a year. I think that'd be solid. One every three months with every set coming out. We, I mean, we we got three this year. Yeah, we got three this year. And I mean, to be honest, we're gonna talk about it. We really only got one, but of course, we'll get into those a little later. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, one we'll and a half. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we have Ghost from the Past: The Second Haunting, and this was a 183 card set with a surprising amount of original releases and good reprints like a shocking amount yeah they said double the ghost rares and they weren't playing you really got for double real the ghost rares in here yeah you could get like one to two per display like yeah, yeah. i, I think right. i pulled three in my display so i got a really display good. and a half and pulled zero yeah oh my oh no you yeah. need a hug uh, I always need a hug for some reason. I want to give you a hug, dog. That's oh no. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about the original the original releases here first because I figure that this is something worth talking about. Crystal Beast mm-hmm. Rainbow Dragon is relevant for the Crystal Beast strategy. Um, Deco Talker Heat Soul, we finally get that. We got all of the agent support, so the Majesty Hyperion, oh Master God. Flare, yes. Pluto, the Moon, yes. all of that. Super cool. Definitely. Uh, let's Borrowing see. We got Dragon. It was ridiculous. Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Salamangrate mm-hmm. Blaze Dragon, the rank four Salamangrate card. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to just flip through here, but it's such a huge set that it's really hard to like see yeah. everything. But. Just I think those are like the it. notable ones that, you know, a lot of people yeah. will, will go to when um, they think of this set. For sure. I think that this set had a lot of cards in it that people don't really realize how badly they needed a reprint. So just to, just big, broad strokes, um, the fossil machines are in here, which is kind of cool. Um, the uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, the All of the 10 are in here. All of the agents are <laughs> All of the agents, all of the DD cards, the entire DD mm-hmm. archetype pretty much is in here. Okay. Vision Hero Ferris is in here too. So. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. I think this is the first Vision Hero Ferris reprint, which was like. I'm huge. pretty sure you're right. Even mm-hmm. things like Ghost Ricks, the Ghost Rick cards were kind of expensive. Like Ghost Rick Mary was like a $15 card. Yeah. Yeah. This was Alibur's first reprint as well. Um, yes. Going back the to the Despia reprint. structure deck. Like, you know, people would yep. need Alibur. So. It oh, had Dugaris. Yeah, Dugaris the Timeless. Holy moly. What a yeah. good reprint there. Necro Banshee and us uh, was like fifteen or ten dollars at the time before yes. this reprint. Yes. Uh Sky Sal uh yeah. Sky Calvary Centuria. Yeah. Oh, That's great reprint. Great. Reprint. Very reprint. late, but good. Uh Rise the of generators. The, the generators. The generators, yes. A bunch of plunder patrol cards. A lot of the Despia cards were in here. A ton of them were in here. Hey, Cupid Pitch. Yes. Yeah, Retaliating C is a rarity upgrade. That was really nice. Yeah, Galaxy Soldier always needs a reprint. Rise of the Mega Monarch. Let's not forget him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Despot Divine King Zero Rage was actually expensive as hell. And yeah. And this came out. Even Doom King Baldurok, Math Mech mm-hmm. Edition was like an $8 card. All... I feel like we can go forever. 
Yeah, the Ready yeah. Fusion targets. Chimera Tech Fortress is great for retro. This set just yeah. goes on and on and on with good playables. People hated this set when it came out. As far as, like, they feel like it was like, oh, why would you reprint that? That didn't need to reprint that bad. But even Dragoobleon yeah. was a $20 card. Prime yeah. Athletic Liplation was turned into a $20 card. Yeah. Halka Fibrax. This was the first accessible reprint of Halki Fibrax. Mm-hmm. This set, honestly, yeah. is around a B for me. You know what? I Just going, circling back to the cards, because we didn't even talk about them. If you are a boomer, you fell in love with the Ghost Rares. The ghost, all of the ghost rares were like ridiculously good. Well, they maybe except for the Aya Tamias. But they were almost all of the all other boomer ones. Bait. What's up? They were all boomer bait. Yeah. They, I mean, and I fell for the bait, dog. I bought Cyber Dragons like for a hundred. I didn't care. I still don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll buy if them. Anybody, if anybody has some ghost rare Cyber Dragons that they want to let go, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, man. I, I, I bought the Dark Magician Girl. Uh, I bought three of the Dark Arms. I bought. A million red dragon arch fiends because i mean like why not i want the sphere modes like this was really good i'm gonna give it a b2 i don't think that there was anything in this set that came out to make the game change and like you said it was a set that when it came out people didn't appreciate but i think as time goes on people will really start to be like yo this set was kind of good yeah i agree caleb oh yeah no that very solid b for me b's across the board easy enough Next, we have Dimension Force. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Therians. Therians had an impact at the time. Visa Starfrost <laughs> is fine. You mean Therian Lily and Therian King had an impact. Hey, yo, there's yeah. the Therian field spell. Field spell. Yeah, the yeah. field spell. Illegal Knights here. Uh, uh, Albalonatus was real good. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. really good. Read my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, some zombie stuff. Psychic End Punisher. It's... Exosisters Magnifica, I guess. Beyond the Pendulum. Yeah. I don't know. It's got a bunch of like... It's got like two handfuls of good stuff. Yeah. Keep in mind, Punk was literally like... I don't want to say unplayable, but it was really bad until Dimension Force and Deer Note came out. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. But like, other than that... like Other than that exact great card, and then just a handful of good cards, not great cards. Yeah. So, my problem with Dimension Force... Is it necessarily Dimension Force? I don't think Konami should give us Burst of Destiny, then Burst of Destiny 2, then Burst of Destiny yeah. 3 in succession. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. It, 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 it would be terrible for the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game if we just sure. keep getting a set at that level. We need sets like Dimension Force pretty often. Sure. I mean, I, I would have been very happy if we got Dimension Force um, two additional times after getting Dimension Force as opposed to Power of the Elements in the other sets. That's fair. Uh, it kept the game in balance. It allowed players to play the older stuff. It gave support to some of it. It introduced some new concepts. It was a really good set for what it is, but we also have to understand that it is a bad set. Like, yes. Yeah. Ov- the overarching, the Therion monsters had so much potential and they failed like miserably. Yes. But that that's just my synopsis on the set. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, yeah. I, this mm-hmm. is this set's about a C minus for me, D plus. I'm gonna give it a C flat. I think uh, again, there's still some really good cards in here, and it was needed at the time. I, I think we needed a break from burst of destiny sets. Yes, and I I can see where we need something like this, where it's not gonna reshake the entire game every new release. 
mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it good. <laughs> yeah, that, I didn't, and that's why we're in that CD range yeah, all together. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a necessary. It's a it's it is a necessary horribleness that has to be taken. Yeah, and yeah. that's in any it, card it, game, it, not just Yu Gi Oh. And to be honest, like the horribleness is like. It's pretty. It hit the nail on the head on horrible because we've had some pretty bad sets like Dark Neo Storm, right? Nobody talks about how that set's yeah, yeah, terribly yeah. bad. And for the boomers, it was the worst set of all time was Cyber Dark Impact all the way until like what? What's hilarious? Years later or whatever. If you go back yeah. and look at Cyber Dark Impact, so it's one of the many, better sets. Yes, yeah, so yeah. many yeah. cards from that set had real relevant meta impact later. Yeah, much but later. It, it took like fifteen years for it to happen. So like. You know, exactly. a whole child Still. grew up and became an adult in between that time. So, and like, again, it's, it's one of the better sets that. now, but, like, notoriously, it was like, this set's bad. Um, Dimension Force could have that potential to be Cyber Dark Impact in about, you know, five or so years. Yeah. But also yeah. doesn't let us down like how Cyber Dark Impact let us down when it came out. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about OTS Pack 19. So I'm just going to say right out, Triple S, best OTS pack ever, because I pulled the ulti uh, Water Enchantress. <laughs> no other reason. Oh, uh, this is this is the Water Enchantress. Um, Fallen, Fallen Albas, Albas. Skill Drain. Skill drain? Um, yeah. I'm just going to say like skill top drain. to bottom. Skill Drain. It's this, this set can be summed up by Skill Drain, Caius, Forbidden Chalice. All right. Yeah, that, that's pretty D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty D. I love the Caius. Uh I love the skill drain, but let's be honest, that's not a great OTS pack. We already yeah. had collectors wear water enchantress, am I correct? Yeah. I'm not incorrect, yep. right? You are correct. So like yeah. there was no point in giving us another water enchantress reprint. Nope. And don't get me wrong, I like ultimate rare, but it was just Oof. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So going with my actual grade, by the way, that was a joke with the triple S. I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. I was actually very happy that I pulled that. Fairy Tale uh, Snow is also in here. At the time, it was like twenty dollars. Yes, and that's why I'm giving uh, it an F plus. You can't do an <laughs> F plus. What? You can do an F plus. It's like a fifty-five percent, <laughs> or like fifty-nine. Like 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 if it was just a 59. little bit better, it would have been a D. Just a little bit. I'll give it a flat D. He's F plus. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh, I no. love it. I love every second of it, guys. Oh no! <laughs> All right, so it's an F plus from Caleb and a D from me. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I want to move my back down. I want to move it to an F plus. I love it. <laughs> I think yeah. I think D. I think D is like reserved for a set that didn't let me down, and this set pretty much let me down. But it, it, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like when um, you play a video game that you're super excited about. And then you get to the ending, and it has, like, the worst ending in the world. But it's like, hey, yeah. we gave you a good... No, 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 no. no. That, that's an F-plus, guys. So, Mass Effect 3. <laughs> <laughs> so, so OTS... Which one was this? OTS 20? 19. This was yeah. 19. OTS 19, 19 is Mass Effect 3. Yeah. It, it, it's what? It's Mass, Mass Effect 3. Yeah, Mass Effect 3. Is, it, Mass Effect was... Oh, I've game. never played that game. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it did was... have Forbidden Jalice Super, I guess. Yeah, and it, it did have Skullcrapat Joker, Snow, and Destrudo after they all got unbanned for uh, what that's worth. That's still not enough. It had Gores. I, like, yeah, that's it, still not it's enough. It's not good. It's not Trap good. Trap Eater. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Yeah, Konami heard, us, <laughs> Konami heard us complaining about the continuous trap floodgates and gave us Trap Eater. I mean, that honestly feels like what actually happened. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a horde of Trap Eaters that are ultra rare because I'm 
still sticking to my guns that a day again because it did go up it will go back up in price that card's playable in edison format i'm just gonna say that mm-hmm. oh oh man i lost to it like in the finals i was very upset but that's for a different story <laughs> all right next we have legendary duelists duels from the deep um the set sucks mostly. oh dang yo mostly. whoa this set has the first like, forbidden chalice or droplet it. reprint okay so <laughs> the shark stuff is like nifty i guess is the word nifty <laughs> bahamut shark is fine yo bro this <laughs> this helped me build a deck that I piloted for the longest time. Yeah, like three days. <laughs> three tournaments. <laughs> three days. Marincess was not good for very long. No, no. But Bro, no, I no it. don't be doing that to Marincess. <laughs> no, Marincess is a cool strategy. Oh, by the way, another torrential tribute reprint, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of cool. Oh, yeah, we didn't need that. <laughs> we we did. I mean, come on. You just gave us one earlier this year. Right? Like, nobody's played torrential tribute. Why are you keep giving us torrential tribute? So, okay, okay. I would like to point out the Umi control deck spams torrential tribute. Yeah. And that deck got an invite. At the last regional we went to. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, it's I, very I think, funny. <laughs> I think calling this set completely trash is not fair. Okay? Sure. Um, this set came out, if I remember correctly, we were, like, in the beginning of Power Creep. So, like... It was right if this before set came out at Yeah. Like, if this set came out at the beginning of the year, this set would be an absolute banger. Like, I don't think... I don't think we could disagree with that. I think that, you know, the water support would have been amazing. Keep in mind, hand traps at the beginning of the format were really, really good. Mm -hmm. And Marine says will only go as far as floodgates and hand traps will take them as well as the one card engine. Yeah. So right now it's not good, but that's strictly because hand traps are complete dog water. True. Um, the, the Umi support is, I love it. Like in my opinion, it's the best uh, character deck. I mean, unless you count a Shizu, which that's fair. You know. Maybe from maybe from DM specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is the best. Well, there's another better character deck overall. I can't think of one. Black you can help me out here. Blackwing better than Umi. Yeah, by a lot. By in a lot the con- in the in both the context of the history of the game and modern day. Yeah. What? I mean, the history of the game. Okay, you got me. Obviously, Umi has been Black bad Wings since won like our in- Blackwings won our Mary. Invitational. Yeah. I'm not saying Blackwings are bad. I just think you slack in on Umi. I think Blackwings are really, really, really good. But I think you slack in on Umi. It's like you said, it won. Uh, it just recently won something, too. That's true. Hmm. So, like, the Sharks were really cool, but the problem with Sharks is that they're worse Marine test cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least right now until they get their own thing going. Uh, so, <sighs> I think this set boils down to Forbidden Droplet and number 106 Giant Hand. Yeah, and that's Marine not really good. cards. <laughs> you got me there. I mean, the reprints in this set were non-existent, so. Right. You got me there. I'll give this set, Fish on Ours, a very good card mm-hmm. for our friend Giant Skyhawks. Um, what is it? Uh, Terror King Salmon, Infernal Queen Salmon. Yeah, Terror King Salmon Turbo, which is just <laughs> so funny. Um, Terror King Salmon Turbo. Well, hold on. That's the one. He's a, okay. One? It's it's a it's an old level six fish, and it's 
It's a vanilla. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. But it's a monarch. I know it. Yeah, it has like a sort nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a level it's, five, and when you have Umi on the field, it's twenty six, and it's a no trip, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because um, Giga but it's like an Gaga Giga vanilla is also the same thing. It's a vanilla level five, twenty four fifty, no trip under Umi. Yeah, and this one is just like, it's funny because it's because it's twenty four one thousand. It works with all the Monarch cards, so it's just yep. like a control. Oh, cool. Yeah. So That's I'll give this set a C minus. Uh, D plus. You know, I, I'm actually really happy you gave it a, a C minus because I was hyping it up a little bit. I'm going to give it a D. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Look, Forbidden Droplets sucked. If this listen, was listen, the listen. only If this was the only set that had Forbidden Droplets, I think we'd be forced to give it higher. But Konami, for some reason, was like for two years, no Forbidden Droplets. Then immediately, Forbidden Droplets, Forbidden Droplets, Forbidden Droplets, Forbidden Droplets. It's like, what are we doing yeah. here? So like... I yeah, okay, it, you've it, convinced it, me. I'm I'm moving down to a D plus. Listen, you listen, hyped it yeah. and I was like, I can't go too low. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the only reason why I gave it a D no, plus I, I think we hit the money on the head where it's like D D plus. That that's yeah. pretty yeah. much where it is. But like the only reason why I gave the D plus, not the D, was entirely because of the Marincess stuff. That's yeah. Insane. I mean it's twenty five dollars for a box. That that says a lot about the set. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is it really? Yeah. It's twenty five dollars for a box. Jeez Louise. That's I mean, the Ghost Ooh. Rare is only $20, if that. It's Bro, I, number 101 Silent Arc is from 2014 format or 2013 format. Uh, the format that no one plays currently. So I think it's it's going to be really cheap for a while. Yeah. Until they realize that Fire Fist and Hands and Artifacts are like a really good format to play in. Yeah, I, I want to play 2014 Nats format so bad. And just, I it's hard. It's not as easy as Edison format to get people together on it. So yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely not picking up steam right now yet. Yet. All right. Next we have legendary duelist season three. This set sucked mostly. <laughs> oh man. I want to sh- hold on. I'm going to show you what I showed my stream. Okay. Cause it's still right here. Um, I don't know what well, you guys can't see it. So there is a case of legendary duelist season three here. Unopened. I uh, accidentally bought it, jokingly, guys. I jokingly jokingly bought, jokingly, jokingly, jokingly. I bought. Editor put Triff season three. Editor put Triff in right here. (laughs) It was a joke, guys. I swear, like it it was never. I would never do something like that, but I I have a case. Unfortunately, never open. It's trash. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's like there's cards I want here and there's stuff that I want to open, but I don't want it bad enough to buy it. Like just buy the singles. <laughs> yeah, I, like it's literally magician souls and some hero stuff. And just, that's Yeah, it's, it's just buy the it. singles. Yeah, it's magician like, souls and liquid soldier and then like, like move on to the next set, like, you know. Like every other good reprint in here it was already dirt cheap before the reprint and it's even cheaper mm-hmm. now because of this yeah yeah i mean i this liked harpy's set, pet uh fearsome dragon in here this set that gets cool. the fabled f plus for me oh no you should have <laughs> f for me f f minus like the lowest of f's you could get can, can we give it a, a did G? not show up for the test <laughs> goose egg <laughs> it would have been better if it yeah yeah like you tell them though look if you don't take this test you get a better overall grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you were in high school and they were like, do you want to take the ASVAB and nobody showed up for school that day? 
Kind of like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, next, we have an actual good set for a once in a while. Um, Power of the Elements. This one's Ooh. crazy. Uh, sprites and tier limit. Need I say more? A plus. A plus. I hate this set. I hate this. I set. respect that. I respect that I you hate, hate this set. set, but it's a good power set. I hate this set because it ruined Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, and I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying it from that. the perspective of oh, I hate this deck. Blah blah blah. This set turned way too many. Like, you know how Albaz brought so many players into the game. This set turned players away from the game. It's it's That's like Konami was like, yo, we're making too much money. We need a nice balance. Give us power of the elements. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I like, think that. It, what's crazy is I had friends that at the beginning of the year and over the summer were as dedicated or more dedicated than they've ever been to the game. And by the mm -hmm. end of August, cause this set released the first week of August, mm -hmm. by the end mm -hmm. of August, they had quit Yu-Gi-Oh. Exactly. What changed? This, was, this uh, did. Yeah. This was the worst set for player retention. Uh, yeah. For player retention. Let's put it, it. It was hands down the worst set, but it had some really, really cool cards. I'm not going to lie. Ultimate Slayer, loved it. Um, Kirika, Divine Carnet, loved it. Yeah. Exo Stepsister, Martha, Mate, Exo Stepsister's good. Ver the um, entire Vernasilf engine is yeah. very cool and is the reason oh, that yeah. Madolce and Naturia are playable right now. Listen, I was about yeah. to say, I'm, I'm really uh, conflicted on this deck, on this set, because on one hand, it created the... T well, it, it was the building blocks upon which the tier zero farm we're currently in was built upon mm -hmm. on the other hand verna yeah yeah also and then you get like math you get a circular. dope reprint what's up math max circular that too oh yeah math max throw that in a circle yeah i love that <laughs> yeah like you get some dope prints of this card like you get punk jam dragon drive and extreme session these these two cards are ridiculously underrated and actually yeah. make punk amazingly playable um, Rika Konkon is what made I was Rika's just about to say that. really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Terrors of the Overroot is one of the better trap cards oh, we've received gosh. in a yeah. very long time. Like, listen, listen. I, I understand your conflict about this set because, like, it is just tone down the, the effects and in, in the, the strength of uh, sprites and tier limits by a little bit. And we have an amazing set. Even Garura. Oh man, Guru! You know what's crazy though? Morphtronic Telephone, the FTK. I forgot that oh, was here. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. This set just goes in the trash for me. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, listen. That, that that's how overpowered <laughs> all that other stuff was. That you, the fact that people forgot about Morphtronic Telephone. That's insane. <laughs> it made it FTK irrelevant. It was like it was thought about for a week, and they was like, ah, no, we're. Okay. I'm bringing that deck to my next regional. I'm not. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I want to give this set an F just because of player retention. And I think player retention is going to have a huge part of me giving this set a grade. I'm going to say B minus. Okay. That's fair. That's entirely fair. I think I'm, I kind of look at it as, as far as like the competitive player base. Sure. Sure. It hurt oh, yeah, player retention, but like for the competitive players, this yeah. is everything they wanted and more. So it's kind of like yeah. that weird balance and mm -hmm. that's why, to me, this set is an A+. Because I, I... Yeah. It's just... There's so many good playable cards. So I agree. I see your point. I see your... I 100% see your point. But, you know, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about keeping players into the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very fair. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm at A plus. Callie, you're at B minus. Caleb, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm a downgrade to an A, just a solid A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also because Verna self. I think it balances out somewhere to an A minus between the three of us. So that's not too Give bad. Give or take. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think that's fairly accurate. I, I I wouldn't be upset if somebody said A minus or you know A plus. I because I, I understand that these cards, uh, the tier limits and the sprite cards are really good, but. At this, I just see so much potential with other decks for this set that just get overshadowed by yeah. these ridiculously yeah. powered decks. So let's, I think we only, we, we have about seven left. We're like two thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. So let's, we can power through some of these. Uh, okay. Next, so, yeah. Next we have Tactical Masters. This was the release, another deck build set. This released Valiance. It released, what was, what were the other ones? Labyrinth, Labyrinth. and Runic. Yep. So it released Labyrinth. Yeah. Hey, Runic has more tops than Labyrinth. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you be talking about Labyrinth mummies. I listen, I like Labyrinth. I think Labyrinth is cool. But uh You, you hate playing against me. Yeah. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You don't know pain until you look at your field and you're like, I got this. And then just have an overroot flipped on you turn zero. Ugh. Yeah. I like I, this I set personally... a lot though. Yeah, I would personally give this set a B. Um the I'm not gonna lie, uh, Labyrinth is one of my favorite decks of the year, uh, so that's gonna Same. heavily influence that. Yeah, because if Labyrinth wasn't in here, this set would be a lot lower. Uh, the Valance cards are completely dog water, and funny. the reprints that we got in Jewel and Lockbird, Anti Spell Vergens, Cosmic Cyclone, Trap Trick are well welcomed. Yeah, I I'll give it a B if nothing else, just because the reprints are cool, and I love the overall theme of the set as yeah. like the video, different video game kind. So it's also mm-hmm. a B for me. Uh, I think that the Valiants are like a cool engine that doesn't really have any like end game. Like it doesn't really have a place to stop. Uh, it's yeah. a car with no brakes. It just goes, goes, goes and doesn't really stop anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think the Labyrinth are actually a really cool, innovative archetype. And I think Runic are annoying, but very competitive. And the reprints are really mm-hmm. great. So uh, this is a B or a B plus for me. Oh, solid A, solid uh, A minus. Very solid. Yeah, but I I'm also incredibly biased because I really like Labyrinth. Yeah, he likes I, Labyrinth mommy milkers. I don't even blame him. <laughs> I love the CR scapegoat here because oh I, yeah, I wanted a high rarity scapegoat, but the retro packs are too expensive and the ultis look like trash. So the what? CR was perfect. So listen, Yo, listen don't, I, don't say that again, dog. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let the you go. Ulti for that scapegoat don't, don't is not a good looking card. Oh, um, all right. It's I, very I, send flat. Me your address. It's very send flat. me your address. <laughs> just send me your address you know. yeah and your call cid i, I got like well i'll tell you what our we have a p.o box <laughs> no no okay. I, need, I need your home address and your call cid so i actually I actually have a funny story about this set so when it came out i don't want to build labyrinth so uh me and sonny each got a uh a box from our mm-hmm. local etb over in alexander's louisiana link down below yeah yeah <laughs> <clears throat> and uh i, I love my box like, okay cool i got some cool stuff i got almost everything i need to build the deck I was missing like two welcome labyrinth. Uh, I didn't. Neither one of us pulled a lady, unfortunately. A lovely lady. This man pulls <laughs> the CR pink maid. Oh, dude! I'm telling you, the yeah. CR labyrinth cards are some of the most beautiful cards I've ever seen in my entire life. I have I have that CR now. It's it's in it's yeah. currently in my labyrinth deck. Yeah, you know I'm looking for CR labyrinth cards. So like anybody. Sorry. Wants to- yeah, uh, people, we have out. P.O. boxes. Yeah. we are, It's Christmas time. <laughs> we all have open P.O. boxes. Uh, but Scapegoat, Compulse, Trap Trick, Cosmic, 
anti-spell fragrance all as CRs is just epic. I, I love this. Compulsive is a CR? I don't remember mm-hmm. seeing Compulsive CR. I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't see Compulsive CR. I don't think it's a CR. Yeah. I don't think it's CR in I, there. I've been wrong in the past. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's really unfortunate that it's not because that would be a really nice collector. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, did this, is this the set that had the Droll and Lockbird CR too? Yeah. Yes, it had Droll and Lockbird CR. Yeah, I, I miss that one. Yeah, that one too. So, yeah, this set's okay. crazy top to bottom. I love this set. Also, uh, the, the, Invader Dar- the Invader Darkness reprint, well-timed. Very funny, yeah. Very funny, Clutch. very well-timed. Clutch. All right, 2022 Ten of the Pharaoh's Gods. Ew. Uh, I'm just going to flat out give it a like a... A C minus. That's exactly like, where I was at. Same. Th- this this set like I Too remember many when cards people, to list. It was crazy because I-, I like to say I'm more grounded with my set reviews. Uh, when this set first came out, I'm like, guys, this set's a C minus, and then people are like, you're wrong. This is the best set of all time. It's blah no. blah blah. I give us this reprints. This set of- is propped oh. up by old stuff because last year was not a good year. Yeah, this exactly set is, had to be propped up. By older reprints like all the Ghost Girls, Forbidden yeah. Droplet again, and sure yeah. you have Underworld Goddess of the Closed World, you have Tribrigade Kit, you have Pot of Prosperity, and then it's all old stuff. Yep. When you compare it to the last 2022 Megaton or the 2021 Megaton, it's sure. nothing. It's yeah. the the 20 because Megatons recently have been giving us good decks, like reprinting us just good decks yeah. that are playable. Last year had the entirety of Tri Brigade, the entirety yeah. of Virtual World, a lot of the Drytron mm-hmm. deck. It's ugh. yeah, now this one they gave I us bought Phantom Knights too, right? Yeah, yeah. I bought. Listen for this one, I bought one just so I had the ten so I can complete the tablet. Mm-hmm. I took out the Lightning Storm. I pulled out of it or triple deck. I don't remember which one it was. Lightning Storm. Yeah, Lightning Storm. All the rest of the card is still in the ten. I, I don't. Oh no. wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bought two cases of this. We pulled, I think, two prosperity. That's just to let you know the short prints problem in there too. I, I yeah. bought, I bought three tens, and I pulled a droplet, a prosperity, an underworld goddess, and an aluminum. Dang, maybe I'm yeah. short print. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, my my my. I bought three tens, and they were all insane. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so. overall, the, this tin was was terrible. Um, the 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 fact when we get. Our reprint deck, because normally, again, we get reprint decks in a 10. We got Fluander Reese, a deck that was already cheap as a reprint deck. Like, And then we yeah, didn't mm-hmm. get Advent of the Adventure. So yeah, like, our big reprint deck here was the branded stuff, which everything but branded opening, I think, yeah. one of them. Yeah, one of the branded cards. Everything except for one of the branded cards was already cheap. We got Sioux Ships, mm-hmm. which was already cheap. Bee Troopers, which was already cheap. Like... There's not really anything to talk about here except for the staples. This set C minus is perfect because it's got good staples, but there's 275 cards in the set that you have to pull from to get said staples. Listen, so. listen there's maybe mm-hmm. 20 good cards in this set being optimistic. So at 275 cards, that's 255 cards of garbage. Yeah. 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 All right. So it's a C minus for me. Callie, C minus. Caleb. C minus. Perfect. All right. Structure deck Legend of Crystal Beasts. Um, it has Ash Blossom and Dimension Shifter and Ghost Bell, and Contact C has its has and its Contact C yeah. C. It's a C for me. Um, the Ash Blossom I, reprint is well welcome. Crystal Beast actually matured into an actual playable deck. It's one sure. original. It's it's done. It's done pretty well. But uh, sure, overall, um, Konami needed to do more if they wanted this Crystal Beast deck to compete very well. Yeah, I give it a B minus just rate. because it has Ash Blossom. 
it, it's why I'm allowing it a C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next we have OTS Pack Twenty. So, um, the current one. <clears throat> yeah, Ghost Reaper, Sky Striker, Ace Ray. Yeah, Ghost Reaper. I'm gonna give it a D. Um, um I'm actually here's, gonna here's, bump my grade up because of Herald of Orange Light is a really great reprint, not just yeah. for modern, but also for Edison format. That because that card's really oh, playable you, in Edison. Yeah, you mean the card that they gave to us as a super or as a reprint and then limited it right after? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it's not limited in Edison <laughs> format, which is why I have 10 of them. That's fair. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm going to give it a C- minus because of the Nekomane re- reprint in here. Yeah, that's Nekomane cool. King. Uh, yeah, that was because cool. Naturia Sacred Tree. That's a cool one. Because if Danger Dark World becomes a thing, that's going to be hilarious. It's already hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a C- minus for I- me. I think the D is warranted on my side strictly because like you're I I, I I'm gonna take the exact same concept as uh Ash Blossom that you have and flip it. It's disrespectful as all hell to give us a Ghost Reaper and Winter Cherry's ultimate rare reprint without giving us an Ash Blossom reprint. Like yes. where, yeah. where's our Ash Blossom ultimate rare? Like Whoa, okay, hold on. Chill, 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 chill. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My secrets <laughs> I, I'm cool with the commons everywhere, but I, I do <laughs> I do need my secrets to retain at least a little bit of value. Your secrets are not going to go down in value for ultimate rare prints. That, that, that's true. The ulti yeah. will be six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Dang, yo. <laughs> give or give or take like twenty bucks. <laughs> I'm serious. I think if Ash got an ulti reprint, it would be, I say six hundred. That's high. Probably like four fifty to five hundred. Yeah. You think a copy? Oh yeah, for sure. Sheesh. I mean, I think Imperm's, right now would be the perfect Imperm's time like to reprint it because it's not great. I mean, Imperms, I mean th- right now it's not a great yeah. card, sure, but like it's one of the most uh, unanimous staples. Cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, Imperms are only what two hundred, two eighty. Yeah. I'm seeing them for one. Oh, I'm thinking about. Right I'm thinking about Droplet. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about oh, Droplet. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 Droplet definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like Imperms only like two hundred. I can see Ash Blossoms two hundred each, but I could also see them where you're saying like. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about 450, but I think the 300 range would not be like out of impossibility. Yeah. All right. So, Kyle, I think you said a D, and me and Caleb both said C minus. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Darkwing Blast. We only have four sets left. We're we're we're, we're chugging along. <laughs> yeah. All right. Darkwing Blast was cool. I guess uh, it had it some really good. Wings. It has the best deals. Yeah. Yeah. It also gave us uh, uh mommy milkers. Lady That's true. of the Silver Castle. Yes. That's true. Honestly, the more <laughs> I look at this set, this set's kind of cool. Naturia, Mole yeah. Cricket, and Camellia, the the Dra- uh, Draco Slayer cards, yeah, uh, Verna Sylphs. Yeah, and this is where we got the McCraker from the Underworld. Is I like it. Uh, the yeah. Cash yeah. cards are good. Blazing Cartesia, the Virtuous, has the opportunity to be one of the better cards in Yu-Gi-Oh for in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spring Zelantis is a crazy card. Oh my god, that card is hilarious in um in a Marincess. Yeah. Yeah. It almost single handedly brought Marincess back to life of hand traps yep. were not so bad. Um, uh, Donald honestly, Dagger for hire is actually really good too. Zelantis like, is also really good in Tri Brigade because you can link off your um your sure egg for mm-hmm. Zelantis. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, and then lock yourself into wait. So how's that work? The tri brigades lock you into using them as using tri beasts as link materials. 
yeah. but not what you summon. So you can link it off into Shurag for Zalant link the Shurag off for Zalantis. That way you get a Shurag search. Oh, okay. All right. I guess that's not bad. Yeah, you use it as an extender tool, and then you can blink the field to like yeah. deal with problem yeah, cards and, or whatever. And, and then, in, like, if for whatever reason you had another uh, Shurag on field, when you blink, you get his uh, you get his other effect off, don't don't you? The banish when he summons himself. Yeah, if yeah. you have another yeah. one, so it can yeah. do a lot. But my problem with this set, my only problem with this set, like Konami, with this particular set, it feels like Konami tried to use water to put out an oil fire. Like, yeah, this yeah. was. The Bestial Monsters were not a counter to Tier Limits. They just started playing Bestial Monsters. Wolo was not a counter to Tier Limit. They just started playing Wolo because it was so easy for them to access because of the Bestial Monsters. Yep. They gave you Tier Limit Brew Kalos, which was crazy for them. And Sprint. Sprite Sprite. Yeah, yeah, became like ridiculous for not only Tier Limit and Sprite. Like, they they really just threw water into an oil fire here. Had those oh, cards no. not have came the out, next or maybe set have... is the water. <laughs> Is the water? You would think. You hopefully, fingers crossed. We don't. I mean, you. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't want to just like, yo, it's gonna be, and then just be disappointed. You know I mean, what I mean? The next set is Magnificent Mavens. That was the water on the oil fire. Oh, 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 oh. You know, I was thinking of the next core set. My opinion. oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I really want to give this set higher than a C because it has so much hidden latent potential. But I think. Again, the water, the real water to the oil fire is just going to like, whew, this one's tough. What, what do you guys it give is it? It's tough. I, I'm, a, I'm at a B because the Kshatri cards are going to have long-term impacts coming up soon. The Blackwing cards are really cool, and I, I love Blackwings, so yeah. seeing Blackwing support is always cool for me. Spellbound is going to have its format. The Bish deals are really, really good. Um, the like I said, the Drago Slayer, the Verna Sylphs. There's just so many playable cards here, top to bottom, competitive to a little bit more rogue. Yeah, I, I think it's a very playable set. The issue for <laughs> me is this set doesn't have almost any like staple type meta cards that can be used yeah. for anybody. Yeah, right. it's all it's all like specific for this Archetypal deck or support. this deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I? Man, I got it. I I gave us Draco Slayer support, so I gotta yeah. give it. A, I gotta give it a B plus. That's fair, Caleb. Uh, I'll give it a C plus. Okay, Caleb's a little bit harsher. I like, it's fair. Mm -hmm. It's fair. Yeah. And then we have the set that broke it all, the set that messed everything up. And Magnificent Havens. Things were going fine. Like they they were still pretty bad. Things were going fine until Magnificent Mavens came out. A lot of yeah, people like, say the format, like, there was like this two-week stretch in between Darkwing Blast and Magnificent Mavens. That was, a lot of people say that that format, especially if you if you take Mystic Mine out of it, was like one of the coolest formats around. A lot of people say that in five or to ten years, it could be looked at like Edison format is now, where it's just this like tiny little two-week window period where there's actually a lot of really cool and competitive and playable decks, and there's a lot of diversity but we didn't really have a time to explore it in depth like we yeah. really would like to. Yeah. Cuz then And I don't I don't yeah. think Mystic Mind is actually the problem in there. I think Mystic Mind is actually a cuz at this point in time when Darkwing Blast comes out, Mystic Mind doesn't become we're going to sit on Mystic Mind for 20 turns and let it decide the game. Right, Mystic because it Mind can't. becomes like buy you maybe a turn or allows you to crack the board and, you know, keep playing. Right. Yeah, Mystic Mine actually was not as much of a problem card post Darkwing Blast as it was mm -hmm. before. Like over the summer it was a huge issue. Yeah. But mm -hmm. 
I think a lot of the reason that the playability of Mystic Mind fell wasn't because it was not as good of a card, but the if you look at deck lists, the way that Mystic Mind impacted the overall metagame was not in the effect of the individual games themselves, but it affected every single deck in deck building. And yeah, agree. It had this huge impactful it had this huge meta impact that isn't really seen in gameplay so much as it is in deck building. And when you mm-hmm. have a card that shapes the meta that much at the deck building level, it's a problem. You know, you could say that's fair, but then they gave us dimensional fissure in, in macro cosmos. Cards yeah. that could potentially, you know, in, in yeah, theory, players not, are, are going to be that. like, yo, this potentially does the exact same thing. I'm not saying that it was a good thing to give us those back either, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying Mystic Mind. I mean, to I'm just saying, I feel like there's always going to be some cards that are going to shape our deck building in the way yeah. we think. I mean, currently, we're all deck building. If we're not playing tier limit, we're all deck building against tier limit. So it's pretty right. much the same thing. It's just instead of one card, now we're doing it against this tier zero deck right now, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> speaking of tier zero decks, next is Magnificent Mavens. So Magnificent oh Mavens is actually a crazy set for top to bottom for a bunch of reasons it's all it's a 112 card set which is big but not outrageous but here you have obviously the ishizu cards which are crazy and they propelled tier limit to tier zero but the set has a lot of redeeming qualities too it does reprinted the entire sky striker archetype (laughs) the mayakashis and support f minus the witchcrafter and support the entire sword soul archetype Cool reprints. F. Okay. Okay. You keep saying F, and I'll see if I can change that. Uh, All right. Keep 10 going. Starlights, which is cool. F. BLS reprint, Mizuki, Chaos Hunter, all good cards for retro format. Ooh. Okay. F plus. <laughs> you're, moving me a li- you're moving the needle. You're moving the needle. All right. Theory and reprints. <laughs> Cat Shark F. and Totally Awesome, The Nightmares, Boral Sword, Black Luster Soldier, Soldier of Chaos, Trap Trick Sarah, Appaloosa, Harpy's Feather Duster, Scapegoat, Change of Heart. I mean, all of these incredible staple cards. Foolish Return, Needing a Reprint, Lightning Storm, Triple Tactics Talent, Draco Back as an Ultra Rare. All right, you got me. You got Skill me back on the F minus. Skill Drain. No. Allow, allow me to explain, though. Do what? Um, Allow me to explain why it's still an okay. F minus. You I'll have do, me back to F plus. I'll do three last. I'll do three last cards and then I'm done. Evenly okay. imperm Ice Dragon's Prison. Yeah, it's still F. So <laughs> I'm sorry. It was problem. Pharaoh's rares, not Starlights. The Pharaoh's rare are great. I, I assume that you were talking about the Pharaoh's rare, like the. I haven't seen well, them yet. There's a problem with that too. Uh, this this set is a complete failure on Konami's part. It is it is one of the worst sets. First of all, Sword Soul is a 2022 Mega Ten reprint set that yeah. would have made 2022 Mega Tens actually viable. True. Right? So like, don't don't try to be like, oh, you're giving a sort. No, 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 no. We know exactly where that's supposed to be, right? Yep. Lightning Storm, Triple Tactics, evenly matched, infinite impermanence would have served as way better as reprints in the beginning of the format where Structured Deck Albaz came out and players were trying to get into the game but were uh, paywall blocked by these expensive cards. Am I incorrect? That's true, yeah. Opelousa Bow of the Goddess. um, That's actually a cool one, but not really necessary. I think it was was like $10 for like the the gold rare, right? They were Well, the golds were like 15. 
but yeah, yeah I mean, I, not outrageous. I do appreciate them making the alternate art outside of gold. I think that that was great because I'm just gold upset rare, that we didn't get a Stratos alt art outside of gold because I think the Stratos yeah. alt art is sick. I, I think if they did that for this set, if they took all of the alt arts and put it in this set and made them alternative than gold, that would have been great. But rescue cat. The problem please. with this set. Is that I, I don't even know why you tried to mention Mayakachi and Rich Crafter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better off forgetting about those. Yeah, they're pretty forgettable. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, these cards that they're giving us right now as reprints should have been reprinted a long time ago. Like yep, this I is agree. like we're already because of the Ishizu cards that you've given us, you immediately made these cards irrelevant. Okay. One more redeeming quality about this set. Okay. None of the highly sought after, extremely meta relevant Ishizu cards were short printed. The entire Ishizu core is playable, even in decks like Naturia, which are competitive, Madolche. for under $30 for the entire core. Is that really a good thing? Yeah, okay. Well, when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I... Okay. I think it's so you, important you, that if it's going to be it's <clears throat> if it's going to be predominant in the meta, then it should be accessible for everybody. Right? Like at the very mm. least, if it's going to be everywhere, let people actually have access to it. That way it's not two hundred, three hundred dollars for a core instead of when it could just be thirty dollars. I, I mean I would rather it be a thirty dollars and have people, you know. Because let's be honest, let's are the Medolce deck and the um, the Nechiria deck are they really labbed out to the extent that they are now? If the decks weren't so eminently affordable, probably not. Okay, that's okay. fair. I, I, you're doing a good job at changing my opinion. <laughs> you're doing a good job. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm in I'm at like A minus, so we're in really different boats here. But okay, oh okay, god, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's um, my here's my opinion on the on the grading for this. I was going to give this set two grades. Mm -hmm. One, it's just as it is now. Just I'm gonna give it a, a very a very solid D minus. Okay. Because it took a solid a, what? D minus. The fabled F plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it <laughs> took a problem and just ex and just made it worse. Exponentially. So. Yeah. It, it's like the Dr. Yeah. B's YouTube video where what? Pull it up later. Okay. So where you have a where you have an office full of bees. How do you fix this? Well, my briefcase full of bees. Release the bees. It just made the problem wrong. even worse. He's not wrong. The execution of this set was terrible, especially I'm, I'm harping. Reprints are always good and they're always welcome. Sure. But how do you make it like, yo, play this deck or don't play Yu-Gi-Oh? And yeah. hey, new players, here are all those reprints that you probably wanted earlier this year. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is an abusive relationship. That's what it is. <laughs> now, it always has been. I mean, yeah. come on. Now, the other... <laughs> now, is... now, uh, now, the other grade that I'm giving it is with the assumption that the Tier 0 format does not happen. Tier Element does not exist. Okay. Oh, I give, I, I give it a solid B-. minus. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, give it a, I give it an S. If you take away meta implications and you look at the set from like a... Uh, In a, a vacuum. A value proposition standpoint, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's 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 oh, A+. Yeah. Plus. It's A, A+. Plus. Yeah. The thing is, is exactly the Magnificent Maven's, like, Ishizu cards just wrecked the meta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but again, it was, as Callie put it before, 
throwing water onto an oil fire. Yeah. 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 I mean, and then, and then they give you a fire extinguisher. That's like, I don't know, like Ow. the size of a water bottle to like with all of the reprints. Yeah. Or, or, or no, no. <laughs> also uh, filled with water. <laughs> oh, no, 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 oh no, yeah, no. yeah. 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 No, no. They yeah. gave you a, they gave you a fire extinguisher that has been, uh, has been, uh, like uh, checked for expiration and stuff. Yeah. Oh, in yeah, like yeah, 10 definitely. years and then you do use it and it's empty. Yeah. It was never yeah, filled from like, the factory to begin with. Like, I want to love this set so much because of the, like, I love the, the printing of this set. The cards are like, they feel different than the, some of the other cards before. Uh, they feel amazing. Yeah. The, the reprints are great. I think the quality is good too. Mm-hmm. The quality is good. Why didn't you take the Ashizu cards Pushed them, did did what you did for us for Hockley Fibrics and pushed it out for years. Put it in some <coughs> set out like later on or something after you dealt with the Achizu uh, or the tier limit format because you already had the statistics that it was one of the best decks. Um, and then just gave us this. Yeah. Yep. Well, people would have ate this up still. People would have bought the Living Daylights out of this without the Achizu cards. Yeah. And like not even switch them out for something else. Just take them out. Exactly. Like I, I understand, Madolche and and uh, Naturia or uh, uh, Naturia would suffer a little bit, but like I'm pretty sure Madolche and Naturia players playable. would be okay with not having to deal with Ashizu tier limit every single match. Yeah, they they yeah. wouldn't be playable decks. Yeah, listen, listen, I'm a Madolche player, and mm-hmm. I would gladly go. We don't need the Ashizu stuff <laughs> that bad. Yeah, I I think Madolche would be perfectly fine without the Ashizu stuff. The Materia deck will suffer though. Yeah. All right. I respect both of your grades. I still give it an A minus, though. That's fair. God. <laughs> uh, opinions like buttholes. Everyone grade. has them, and they stink. <laughs> yeah. All right. BLCR Battles of Legend Crystal Revenge. I don't even F. know what was in this set, so I'm going to go with there's an F. access code. Why? What do you mean an F? No, this set's crazy. Dragon. No, you can't give this grade. You look look at F. it closer before you give it an F. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna look at, at it closer. right now. D- okay, so it gave us the dice Doodle dungeon, Beast. dimension dice, clockwork knight are all cool. The entire advanced cool. crystal beasts, the uh, let's see, more morphtronic stuff. Let's see, uh, the entire reprint of all of the Blackwing cards, which was incredibly needed because okay. they are all really expensive for Edison. Yeah. Like Gales were like ten dollars. Yeah, DD Crow was nice. Yeah, DD Crow is insane. It, it, I have fifty copies of DD Crow now. I could couldn't Heretic be happier Seal about was it. Nice. Chain was nice. My biggest qualm with this set is that it did not give us, believe it or not, we got no copies of Blackwing Armor Master except for a Starlight, which is not readily attainable. Yeah. We got deal with it. Right. Yeah. I have my ulti. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but yeah. We it's Blackwing Armor Master and Blackwing Armed Wing are not here. Armed Wing was in an OTS mm-hmm. set earlier, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Chaos Space and Chaos Creator and all those chaos cards being here is really cool. Like you I said. Like them. DD Crow, Edgeimp Chain, Token Collector, Doom Kaiser, Revive King Hades. This set gets an A from me just because Revive King Hades is here. Selena's in here too, so never mind. I, I, all right, I'll take back my F. Utopic I'll, Drake of Future. I, just got, I got really upset with this particular um, set because this is, no matter how we put it, this is the worst Battles of Legends set. Yeah. Period. Like, is this it? is the worst. Yes. Oh my God. Look at the other Battles of Legends sets, my guy. Yeah. Okay. So, for context, all of the other Battles of Legends sets came out 
right after we got back into the game. So the yeah. reprints the weren't okay. like they didn't register for us quite as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The reprints were not only were the reprints really good, but they gave us cards like Chaos Emperor Dragon of Armageddon. Yeah. Um, I feel like as far as Battles it, of Legend, it, maybe. Yeah, let me let Brothers me of these Brothers of Legend. The first, first right. Oh, oh, I forgot about Brothers of Legends. Hold oh. on, let's not talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we forget about it because Battle of Legends. I said all of the Battles of Legends. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll put, yeah, Brothers of Legends. We'll put qualifiers on there, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, yeah, but no, uh, looking briefly at Battles of Legends Armageddon, um, Invocation reprint was well welcome. Artifact Sanctum well welcome. The Danger upgrade reprints. Blackwing support sure. here too as well. Book of Moon as an ultra great for goat players. Uh, there, there was there was a lot of good in here uh, that makes up for what was considered the bad. Because not gonna lie, there's some bad in this set, and it's not as good as the first Battles of Legends set. But arguably, that's probably the best Battles of Legends, if not one of the better sets of all time. So, so yeah, I think fair. that there was an there was a, a pretty intentional focus on some things here. Like I said, the Blackwing stuff was important, although I'm pretty peeved that we didn't get Armed Wing or Armor Master or yeah, Shura for some reason. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if you're going to reprint all the Blackwing cards to make them available for Edison format, then Just why not give all. us half? Yeah, th- you, they can give us half mm-hmm. of them. Like, um, yeah. And, like, seriously, Revive King Hot S was like a 20 or $25 card. Same with Doomkaiser yeah. Dragon. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they you were, serious? Yeah, the ultis were like 50 to $80. Yeah. Do you know how many of those I have? I love this card. I hoarded them. Like the ultras, the ultras were like twenty dollars, twenty twenty five bucks. Yep, that's crazy. I don't yeah. even remember them being like. It's because of Edison a format. It's it's yep. a it's a really playable card in Edison. Oh, uh, this must be a new Edison thing, right? Because I don't remember playing this in Edison format as lot a lot. Yeah, so the zombie deck, it's like like some of them play Doom Kaiser, most of them don't, but most of them play Revive King Hades, just because, oh. I mean. Negating the effects of zombie mon, negating the effects of effect monsters destroyed by battle with zombie monsters. So like you can run that over, like a good effect. yeah, you can run over like a Raiko. It does stop Raiko, and it stops yeah. like the recruiters, like tomatoes, pyramid yeah. turtles, things like that. It's You're just like wrong. a, it's just a generically like situationally yeah. good card, but and it just had never been reprinted. Yeah, it had yeah. never been reprinted. So that was like a big part okay. of it. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. I'll give you that. I just. Back in the day, I just don't remember anyone ever playing the card. But yeah, I mean, you know, it did. We have hindsight, so yeah. Uh, Fusion Destiny and the Frightful Engines, both being reprinted here, are sweet. Yeah, I mean, overall, yeah, you got me. You got me. This had to be minus for me. I was lost in a fit of rage. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a C. (laughs) It had to be minus for me, so I'll give it a C as well. I think it's. I think C. That's that's fair. Good, not great. All right, next we have Structure Deck Dark World. This is releasing. Last Friday, actually. Okay. Um, so Dark Worlds are cool, but they're annoying. Um, they're a, they're a beloved fan loved uh, archetype, but they're annoying. Yeah. They're powerful, but kind of a little too powerful sometimes. Almost. So. It's almost like you'd say they're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a C. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at too. Honestly, yeah. the reprints in here were not good. Like, I mean, Some I guess the are. danger cards are all right. Skill yeah. Drain got reprinted like four times this year. Yeah. So that was like, half of the danger cards. You know, half of the danger cards. Yeah, they're still missing half Jackalope. Of the cards, my fault. Yeah. Ma- uh, well, they're missing it's Jackalope, Mothman. Nessie. No, Mothman's here. Okay, yeah, Jackalope, it's Jackalope Moth- and Nessie are the ones yeah, that can yeah. matter. Yeah. And oh, then, God. 
that's pretty bad. Not gonna lie, that's pretty bad. I don't see how you do it without. Ones. I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't put Jackalope and Nessie in here. It seems like the only thing I can think of is because they're they're already dirt cheap and those are the more expensive. No, ones. Nessies are like twenty something dollars. Jesus, last time I looked, there really? were three. I'm I'm pretty. Nah, sure. they they got they got. Did they, they, they go down? Reprints. Yeah, they got a gold reprint, bro. I, well, I know when they were seeing play in the tier limit deck, they oh, were. Oh wow! So yeah, Nessies are twenty dollars for the secrets. They're four dollars for the golds, which oh, is still a decent price. About four or five dollars yeah. for the gold. Yeah, the issue so. is that it's gold. They're ugly and yeah. half the time they're not playable because of yeah. damage to the card. Yeah, and then the ultras are ten dollars. So, so like yeah. that would have been a well deserved reprint. He's yeah, not wrong. Yeah. No, like, yeah. And Konami yeah, kind of fumbled there. the bag on that one. Yeah, yeah. and even if you don't give us Jackalope, Jackalope is only a couple of dollars, but yeah. like you gotta put Nessie in here. It's the one that yeah. needed the reprint more than any of the others. And if you're going to give me the Bigfoot reprint, give me the abominable snowman alt art in non-gold. Thank you. Thank you. Such a sick art. That would have been welcome. Or just put it in Magnificent Mavens, but you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway. They they need to do a... uh, I mean, the Dark World cards are really cool. I think that the Konami is now catering to GX players, which is fine. Um, That's not my favorite era of Yu-Gi-Oh, but I'll take it as we go. Hopefully we get more Cyber Dragon support. Um, Yeah. And overall, I think that Dark World's in a really interesting spot. Without the ban list, the perception of Dark World is a lot different than with the ban list. Though I do think it's still in the same spot that it once was, uh, regardless of the list, personally. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, overall, I'm giving this one a C, you guys. C. Uh, C. Okay, so, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What are we giving the overall set grade? The overall grade for sets for the year? I'd give Konami a C minus, personally. I was actually um, thinking just a C straight. And I was at C plus, yeah. so. Okay. I think they started off ridiculously strong. Like, this could have been, if we were, like, let's say, hypothetically, if we grade 2020, which is Eternity Code. Darkwing Bl- or uh, uh, Rise of the Duelist. What's that other set? Rise of the Duelist, Eternity Code, and then Phantom Rage. Even the they Mega get an tens. A plus, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, they get a they knock the thing out of the water. Dude, I don't Phantom expect Rage them to do that ever so... again. But this year they started with that same foot with Grand Creators. Then they came around with um, the Structure Deck Albaz and stuff. Like they did an amazing job. But it's the crazy problem is, is if you look at Power Crep. Com- What's yeah, up? but if you look at the competitive format at the time, in January, we all hated Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it was filled with floodgates, yeah. like the Wind Barrier statue because of Bird Up, right? Cyclock. In January, you hated Yu-Gi-Oh! That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Arch Nemesis Protos. <laughs> like, everybody... It wasn't even, like, fun interactive combo decks. It was very unfun, uninteractive combo decks are, that are controlled we, the game state. You said in 2020? No, 2020. Beginning of this year. Beginning of this year. Like bef- right, right before Grand Creators released. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, even I actually, after no, Grand I like Creators, then. even after Grand Creators, I don't think people really loved the fact that it was just just DPE Scythe Lock every game. You know, I had a different experience from that. I didn't. Really? I, I didn't. I didn't have a Scythe Lock experience. I never had this, and that was actually the really? time where I played competitive Yu Gi Oh the most in a very long time. I, I, I did not have YCS a problem. Charlotte. I had a problem with Destiny or Destroyer. Phoenix Enforcer. I didn't have a problem with Scythelock. I got DPE Scythelock almost every single round at YCS Charlotte. Almost every That's round. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Even the Dinosaur I mean, be, deck was doing it. 
that's crazy. When I was playing in that format, if you DP, if you did get the DPE Scythe lock me, you lost because it's like you didn't, you didn't, because uh, it was it. I did respect it, though I didn't see it as much. And the times I did get it, it was it wasn't a factor during that time. Yeah. yeah. Um. But at the same time, I I do I do remember that sentiment of players complaining about DPE and Scythe lock. But overall, I don't even think it was that good. I think when we revisit that format five, ten years from now, players won't even play the DPE Scythe Lock. They'll be like, yeah, this is cool, but it's it's just not good. I don't know, man. It felt yeah, really that, good that's a bold I know that's a bold take. That is a very good I mean, bold Prank take, Kids dominated that format and they were that's Prank Kids was good. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's Prank part Kids of what they good. were doing. I felt I felt that Prank Kids was better if they just because stopping your opponent from special summoning from the turn could be a win. But if I'm the best deck in the room, I'm not going to rely on gimmicks to beat you. You know what I mean? Like, if I ever pick up the best deck in the room, I'm not going to rely on some super combo that's going to skip your turn unless I can do the combo without sacrificing consistency pieces. Right. You know what I mean? And playing Scythe initially is sacrificing consistency pieces. Playing the cards to get into your um, into Scythe is sacrificing consistency pieces. I would never give that up, especially if I'm playing a deck that I know can consistently beat every other deck in the room. Yeah. So that's just personally how I, you know, play Yu-Gi-Oh and how I would build. I'm going to give the overall, I, I know I said C plus, I think I'm going to do B minus for set releases. Actually, mm -hmm. the more I think about it, because I don't know. I just, I feel like competitive Yu-Gi-Oh kind of sucked this year, but there was a lot of floodgates. You're not wrong about that. I'll give you that. That, that was kind of like yeah. lost in my memory that we had to deal with. Uh, the Escados, I or not the Escados, the uh, Protos, Protos. I had yeah. to deal with that. That was ridiculously. It made me not want to play dark decks, like was, light decks, dark, because you know they yeah. blind call that. It was um, Protos. It was Scythe. It was Mystic Mine. It was DPE, Mystic which is Mine, not a yeah. floodgate, but yeah. it's annoying. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then you get into like the entire summer was D Barrier, Mystic Mine, and then Tikaboo and. Uh, rivalry and goes in right. Whatever you're I, I, I still you loved it, it though. Yeah. I love that. I I lost an invite due to double D barrier, and I I was I was upset, obviously, but I still liked it. Like I still love that format. I actually like, really like Power of the really Elements fun. format. I I like Power of the Elements format. Like That's where it's, where it's just like tier limit sprite and. I was playing Swordsoul and still doing well because I was uh, going into Dweller in Swordsoul because I was playing yeah. three Shitana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were, okay. so, you were so proud of that. I was. I did very well at yeah. YCS Niagara Falls with that strategy. Okay. So, like, Power of the Elements, well looking back, isn't, like, the worst thing, but it's it's really Magnificent Mavens that puts it over the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's really – it's. I think that part is where Yu-Gi-Oh gets – because – one thing that I don't want to do is sit down at YCS, like at YCS Pasadena, yeah. and see tier limit, tier limit, tier limit, tier limit. Tier, it, it it just gets repetitive. Trust and I me, already I have it. a person I don't want to sit there for hours. Why would I want to sit there for hours against the same deck for X I played YCS Niagara Falls, and my rounds were round one sprite, round two sprite, round three tier limit, round four tier limit, round five sprite, round six sprite, round seven tier limit. That was my entire tournament. Lord. Yeah, that, that doesn't... That doesn't Sound fun. feel unless like you're unless you're like locking in and the only thing you care about is winning and you're already prepared for this, which is great if you are. I think that that's how you should come in with that mindset. But overall, I like being able to when I play Yu-Gi-Oh have uh, fun interactions with my opponent that I'm not expecting. I like seeing things that I don't like. 
I, I don't mind losing uh, when I'm playing against some of these interesting concepts or whatever, because, you know, you learn a lot. And, and overall, if I were going to an event to win an, win an event, obviously I'd like to see Sprite and, and Tier Limit the whole way. Right. But at this stage of my career, I want to go there to to have fun and meet people and, and, and do some other unsolicited things that I can't say on this podcast with my friends. I mean, I mean, you could buy cards from vendors mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, no, I want I want to no smoke one. with cigarettes <laughs> and do bad things with my friends. Hey, listen, Canada, everything's legal in Canada. I'm just gonna say <laughs> you can even play Mystic Mine in Canada. Whoa, can whoa, you guys whoa. smoke cigarettes? Whoa, no, wait, you hold can't. on, wait, about wait, what? You can't you can't play Mystic Mine in Canada. Cho, cho, cho. The mine is Mystic up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is everything is legal in Canada. In fact, so that's I guess that might be you guys' Niagara Fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I had a great time up there. I really want to go back. But okay, that is unrelated. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to today's episode. Uh, it was a very long episode, yep. but I think that the listeners are going to welcome it. We haven't done a really long episode like this in a while. How long was this? An hour and forty oh God, minutes. I apologize. I apologize. Nice, no, cool. It's okay. We had we had night. <laughs> we had a ton of sets to review, but that's okay. Yep. So hey, everybody. Um, what, Callie, why don't you tell everybody for those for the like three people that might be listening that don't know who you are by now? Yeah. Uh, where can you they know, find you and I- all your stuff? Yeah, for the people that want to know, you can catch me with my boy on Spotify. We're Delinquent Duo. Rap album coming out soon. It's going to be strictly Yu-Gi-Oh. You can also catch your boy on Master Duel Cali for the people that love Master Duel content and the Cali Effect King of Games on YouTube. Trying to manage so many avenues. It's really, really awesome. Uh, I love playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I love talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. And I really would like to be back on this podcast. It would be awesome to be with you guys and talk about more stuff. We would love to have you back literally Heck whenever. Yeah. Um, if we can get the schedules worked out yeah. again, because people want to, if I can get you guys like, to wake up at 10 in the morning again, right? 10 in the morning is not too bad for us. Honestly, it's not yeah, that yeah. bad. It's just normally. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this normally was like I four wake months up at, in the works. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Normally I wake up at four in the morning. But I was watching Hunter Hunter all night because you know it was Friday. So yeah. like, yeah. When you text me, I was like, I was just waking up. I was like, yo, I, I probably I'm probably late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad it all worked out. Thank you again for coming on. And for those don't get confused on Spotify, it's the Delinquent Duo album because hilariously, original listeners will know this. We were the Delinquent Duo podcast before we were the Top Cut podcast. Yep. So you said that and what? it caught me way off guard. Not yeah. Me. We changed our name because, like, two, we found out, like, two days before we posted our first episode, somebody else posted an episode as the Delinquent Duo Podcast. Yep. So we changed mm. our name because we were like, no, no, they were here first. Yeah. And then they never posted anything yep. again. Oh. So, yeah. They got y'all. We got God. They got y'all good. We well, you can't have Delinquent Duo back now. because Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, we, we, I... Listen, rap group. <laughs> listen, uh, for anybody wondering what our what our new intro slash outro music is going to be, you just figured it out. Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, no, thank you again for coming on, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening, and have a great day, everybody. Take care, everybody. And don't let what happened at the beginning of your day ruin the rest of your day. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.